Welcome to the Advancing Women podcast, where ambitious women come together to challenge the status quo, advance their careers, and up-level their lives. The Advancing Women podcast is hosted by gender equity expert and executive coach, Dr. Kimberly D. Simone. Welcome, warriors, to the Advancing Women podcast. In a recent episode of the podcast, I had wellness warrior Erica Golub talking about some steps for getting back to our center. And it really revolved around three principles, stillness, reflection, and nourish. And she talked about how we as women especially have so many external influences on our life and that the practice of stillness, reflection, and nourish is so important because as she so wonderfully said, until you find stillness, you really can't deeply reflect And until you reflect, you actually don't know what to nourish. It's so simple, yet so poignant. If you don't have stillness, you can't reflect. And if you don't reflect, you can't truly know what to nourish. And I've been thinking a lot about that since that last conversation. I guess that's the power of sitting with warriors, right? It keeps you thinking long after the conversation. And so as I've been working on stillness and reflection, I've been thinking a lot about what I need to nourish. And it's feeling like as I'm sitting in that stillness and reflecting, thoughts are coming together from a lot of different places. They're starting to converge to one place. And that place is community and the importance of nourishing community and ensuring, especially as women, that we have those people in our lives, that community of people that we can count on, that give it to us straight, that we trust and that have our backs. I'm talking about the people that elevate us and move us toward our best selves and our best lives. And I know January is a time we're thinking a lot about fitness and losing weight and do we need to do more exercise and eat better foods and all of those things. And as I'm sitting in stillness and reflection, I keep coming back to this idea of social fitness and nourishing relationships, less thinking about fitness from a physical perspective and more about social fitness. Am I doing what I need to do to nourish the right relationships and friendships and allyships? And this is really crucial for women, especially. It's important for everyone, but it's especially important for us because we are at a disadvantage in a world where male tends to be the default. And the male perspective is considered the default perspective. And we're constantly up against biases and barriers and social conditioning that can just exhaust us and get in the way of moving forward towards that purposeful, joyful life that we all deserve, warriors. You deserve that life. And so this episode is really about the community we nourish, social fitness rather than physical fitness, and nourishing our thoughts and our communications and our relationships so that we are ingesting positivity and support and not negativity and people who don't help elevate us or people who stifle us or keep us right where we are because that makes them comfortable, but it doesn't help you. And I know that sometimes we're in communities of people that will always see us a certain kind of way, the way they've always seen us. Maybe it's family or friends, and they're great people, and I'm not knocking that. They may be very important in our lives, but they may not be 
the people we need to transcend barriers and to thrive. The people that have our backs, that are allies for us, that are supporting us and helping elevate us, push us to be the best person that we can be, to achieve the things we really want to achieve and to feel great about ourselves and our life and our direction and our purpose. So when I talk about Nourish, Certainly, it can be the food we take in and it can be the diet and being healthy, but I'm really thinking about nourishment from the relationships we need, the tribe, community that we need to nourish. And you'll hear on the podcast over and over me saying that when you sit with warriors, the conversation is different. And what that really means is that when we surround ourselves with certain types of people, The conversation is different because we recognize that those conversations and interactions are nourishing us. And with anything we nurture, just like food, it's garbage in, garbage out. If we surround ourselves with people that maybe deep down don't have our best interests at heart or people that don't really understand a growth mindset or that aren't supportive, maybe they're takers, but they're not there when you need them. Anyone that makes you feel less than or bad about yourself or that you can't achieve what you desire, that kind of relationship is not the kind of relationship we want to nourish. We want to be nourishing the relationships that matter. And I hear this a lot from people with a growth mindset who are trying to be better and transcend and grow, that some of the people in their lives tend to be either negative or they just don't talk about important things. They bring that negative energy, that very basic energy. And I love the Eleanor Roosevelt quote, great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, small minds discuss people. Again, when you sit with warriors, the conversation is different. And so we want to sit with those great minds and discuss ideas, not with small minds that discuss people. And when you sit with warriors and the conversation is different, when you are building true community and allyship, when the goal is to be there for each other, to not just cheer for and encourage, but also to help each other, to have each other's back. That is community, and that is when we are achieving that social fitness, and that's when we start to see the changes. Nourishing the right things, the right relationships, that matters so much for all of us, but especially for women. Because when we are ambitious, when we have that growth mindset, when we want to learn, grow, create a life of purpose and joy, We have to balance that with societal expectation of woman and how we're often expected to take on the lion's share of unpaid, unappreciated work, tedious tasks, work that is necessary, but not always what we need to feel fulfilled and valued and to grow. We end up focusing on things that need to be done, but don't move us toward the growth we need or the opportunities that could be. We as women are socially conditioned to subordinate our needs, to put ourselves last. And I coach women all the time that have bold aspirations. Maybe they want to write a book or start a business or run a marathon. They want to create or just learn something new and grow in a meaningful way, in a way that feels purposeful. But there's so much overwhelm and they're so bogged down by the have-tos and these to-do lists that have so many tedious things that have to be done that take away time. The mental activity required to manage 
and perform all these routine tasks that are necessary for maintaining relationships and ensuring the smooth running of a household. And again, this is work that is often unappreciated, unacknowledged, and it's a burden endured disproportionately by women. There is just a lot on our plate, and it is too easy to nourish what is needed versus nourishing what we need. So I encourage all of us to practice sitting in stillness, to practice reflection, and to really reflect upon our relationships and what relationships we are nourishing versus the relationships we should be creating and nourishing, the community we should be building. And that's why we created Center Coach Create, because so many women transcend and thrive when they are part of a supportive community. We need that community. So as I've been in this practice, this stillness and reflection, I'm seeing more clearly how things that I'm doing are connected and moving me towards this idea of nourishing community. As I'm reflecting, I'm seeing a convergence of all these elements in my life, and they all seem to be pointing at the importance of community. I've been reading a book called Ikigai, The Japanese Secret to a Long and Happy Life. It was recommended to me by a woman in my warrior tribe. And to put it simply as possible, Ikigai is a Japanese concept referring to something that gives a person a sense of purpose. And there's a lot of discussion in this book about the positive impact of a strong community. And the authors of the book discuss regions of the world where people live the longest, specifically Okinawa, Japan, because of the high rate of centenarians in that area. And a centenarian is a person who's reached the age of 100 years because life expectancies worldwide are far below 100. And they have coined these areas of the world where people have this unusual longevity as blue zones. So blue zones are areas of the world where people live the longest, consistently reaching 100. In contrast, the average life expectancy in the U.S. is currently 77 years. But it's not just about longer lives. That's not the part I find most interesting. It's about longer, healthier, more purposeful and meaningful lives. And so there's blue zones, right? These areas where people are living longer and healthier, Sardinia, Italy, where men live longest, Okinawa, Japan, where women live longest, Ikaria, Greece, which is this tiny island community with significantly reduced rates of chronic illness, Nicoya, Costa Rica, where people are more than twice as likely as Americans to reach 90 years of age or more. And really the goal of studying the flu zones, what makes it interesting for me at least And what relates to this conversation is that it can help us uncover commonalities that might explain why people from these regions live longer lives without chronic disease and, most importantly, report feeling a sense of joy and purpose in life, even at 100 years old. I know people half that age or younger that don't report feeling a sense of joy and purpose. And as I look at all the research, there are several reasons that have been identified. It's what they call the power nine or the nine commonalities of centenarians. And much of it is what you would expect. It's what they eat, how they handle stress, sleep, but a major factor that has emerged and what that's especially relevant to what I'm talking about here today is social fitness. Strong community is connected to so many positive aspects of our life from joy, happiness, 
purpose, feeling supported, and yes, even longevity. So as we sit in stillness and reflect, it's worth reflecting on how we are nourishing or how we might nourish our social fitness, how we can build that warrior community that's got our back. And there's an African proverb that I love, and you've probably heard it before, but it really fits with what I'm talking about here. And it is, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And that all brings me back to the same place, the importance of community, especially for women, having people that not only nourish our soul with positive energy when we are around them, but that give it to us straight when we need it. And most importantly, that have our back, that help elevate us in being our best selves in our growth, that community, that social fitness that we need to transcend and thrive. And while community is essential for all people, again, for women, pragmatically, it is so important in our lives because we still function and live in a world designed by and for men and men's successes. We as women still live with a lot of that social conditioning and bias about what we should be like, selfless, modest, prioritizing and thinking of others first always, the kinds of expectations that often lead to us feeling exhausted and like there is never enough time or support for the things we want and need, for our ambitions, our goals, dreams, our creativity, and even our wellness all the things that create balance, joy, and a sense of purpose and accomplishment. And so this episode is about the importance for all of us in nourishing our relationships, but it's also a reminder about what we ingest, what we get out of conversations with the people around us. Let's all reflect on what seeds are planted and nurtured and whether there are enough seeds that help us to bloom. Can we prune the social weeds that drain us and nourish the relationships that help us to thrive? And so my manifest statement or key takeaway is this. When you sit with warriors, the conversation is different. Conversation and community is about social support. Whether you talk to your friends, colleagues, family members, for information or advice or just to vent, the process helps us to put things in perspective, which helps build our resilience and cope better when things don't go to plan. These relationships can help us to transcend and thrive, but only if we're nurturing the seeds that will bloom and not the weeds. So let's be sure our conversations are nurturing and not stifling. Remember to be mindful that we are warriors. And when you sit with warriors, the conversation is different. For more resources, you can visit my website, www.advancingwomenpodcast.com and connect on Instagram at Advancing Women Podcast. I love getting your feedback. So please email me at Dr. D. Simone at advancingwomenpodcast.com. I just want to thank Joe Jacobs, the audio warrior who wrote the music for this podcast. And a huge thanks to Heather Harris, the creative warrior who designed the Advancing Women podcast logo. And thanks to all of you for joining me here today.